Welcome everyone to Delighting in the Psalms. Our hope is to provide you with some reflections and responses in order to deepen your delight in God's Word. We're tracking with the Psalms in April according to the day of the week and sharing our own thoughts every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And our goal is to not be a replacement for your personal time in the Word, but to help you in your walk with the Lord. Today we'll be in Psalm 22 since it's April 22nd. And for this Psalm, we're doing something a little different. First off, I'm writing solo, so you are stuck with just me for this episode. I know, I know, it's scary for all of us, but I have confidence that we will all endure this together. Uh, What I want to do with this psalm today is give a brief explanation of Psalm 22 ahead of time to give you some things to look for as we read it, especially because Psalm 22 is a a longer one. But it's one of the most well-known psalms, one that is foundational to the Christian story, which I'll explain in a little bit. So before I read it, let me give you a framework, some things to look for as we read it together. First off, it's a lament psalm. It's an honest cry to the Lord in the midst of suffering. As you've probably already noticed, especially in the first half of the psalms, uh, over a third of the psalms are laments. These are prayers and songs meant to be repeated by God's people regularly. And laments typically comprise of similar components. And so I want to give you four things to look for as we read Psalm 22 and as you read any lament psalm. So here are the four things, the four ways that has helped me in terms of understanding lament. The first is explained pain. The second, expressed protest. Third, earnest petition. And fourth, eventual praise. So explained pain, expressed protest, earnest petition, and eventual praise. So with all these things, uh, let me just put them together. Explained pain, laments are prayers and, and songs where the author's explain and describe in present tense their experience, their difficulty, their suffering. The the second thing is expressing protest, which uh, may sound surprising, but protest is a a good word to describe what you see lamenters doing. They're, They're looking at the brokenness, they're looking at injustice, they're looking at suffering in their own lives or the lives of those around them. And they're, they're holding in tension with God's promises and, and asking God, why? How are you letting this happen? How can this pain uh, be a part of your goodness and your promise? They're, they're protesting. They're turning to the Lord and protesting their situation. The third thing is um, they are earnestly petitioning the Lord. They, they are uh, asking God to act and to do something. They're they're turning to the only one who can do something and they're begging him to restore, to rescue, to save. And these three things lead to the fourth, which is eventual praise. And and the word eventual is is very purposeful. Uh, Laments bring you in the direction. They put you on the trajectory to praise God again. And many lament psalms end in praise, as we'll see even in Psalm 22, but not all of them do. Some of them end in the darkness. 
you know, Psalm 88, Psalm 39, <clears throat> Psalm 44, uh, they don't land in praise all the time. But they, they do typically have a vow to praise or a desire to be in a place of praise eventually. This reality of explaining your pain, expressing your protest, having earnest petitions, it leads you in the direction of eventual praise. And that's the direction of the Psalms, is that this process of lamenting, this, this process of honestly wrestling with the Lord, um, puts you in a posture, in a position to uh, engage in, in conflict resolution with God, to, to renew your trust in Him as you lament your circumstances and fight to trust the one who has done and will do something about them. So that's the idea of, of lament as a whole. And I want you to look for those things in Psalm 22. Explained pain, express protest, earnest petition, and eventual praise. Now, as we read this, there's going to be some imagery metaphors that might not translate immediately, but I think the honesty and visceral reality of this psalm will become very clear. I want you to notice the back and forth, the, the tension, the wrestling. Notice the pain, protest, petition, and praise. So let me read Psalm 22. To the choir master, according to the doe of the dawn, a psalm of David, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried, and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make malice at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breasts. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water. And all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They've pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name 
to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, and he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn, that he has done it. So that's Psalm 22. As I said, it's a little bit of a longer one, and I'm sure that you feel the tension, the, the, the honesty that David brings before the Lord, the back and forth, the, the questioning and the petitioning, uh, and then even the stark contrast between verse 21 and verse 22. All of a sudden, there's this shift from deep pain to praise. And so what, what I want to do, rather than sharing more of my thoughts, is to encourage you to, to walk through this psalm and, and, and look at the things in depth that we've talked about, the pain, the protest, the petition, and the praise, to, to see how David is wrestling with the Lord in his circumstances, and to consider how does this compare to the way that we pray and the way that we sing as a people. So notice his wrestling and, and I would even encourage you to uh, take Psalm 22 as your own and insert your own experience and your own suffering and your own petitions to write your own lament, to pray and to sing a song of sorrow in your own situation. And then at the same time to notice that there is a shift, there is a direction that lament brings us in the direction of praise. And it's pretty startling to notice that contrast, but it's, it's important to realize that both things happen in tension together. That lament is the pathway to praise. That we don't just have the second half, we have the first half of Psalm 22. So notice these things, take some time to read it on your own, uh, make it your own as well. Uh, psalm 22 is a powerful psalm and a, and a powerful example of what honest wrestling with the Lord can look like. Before uh, I sign off, though, it's important to recognize that Psalm 22 became the foundational psalm for the story of the gospel. And I, I won't belabor this point for too long. What I want to encourage you to do is after you familiarize yourself with Psalm 22, go read Matthew 27 and 28. Because what Jesus did and what the authors of the gospel did is they, they noticed uh, what Jesus was experiencing, what Jesus was saying, and what Jesus was praying, and they saw Psalm 22 being lived out in front of their eyes. 
Jesus from the cross said, uh, verse 1, he took it up as his own prayer and said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But as you'll see, if you read Matthew 27, you'll see really similar details of Jesus' experience to this psalm. And then if you look at Matthew 28 and you look at the resurrection, you'll also see really similar uh, words and details as the praise portion of this psalm as well. You have both the crucifixion, the death, and the resurrection of Psalm 22, um, telling the story of the gospel. So this is foundational, not just to understand ways that we can interact with the Lord in prayer and in song, but also foundational to understanding the story of Jesus, what he experienced on our behalf, uh, both the pain and the praise, the death and the resurrection. So my hope is that with Psalm 22, you will experience the same freedom to honestly cry out to the Lord, that you would explain your pain, take time to understand what you're feeling and why, to express your protest, to, to hold up your situation uh, with the promises of God and to ask him why and how, to, to petition the Lord, to earnestly ask him to act and to deliver all the while knowing that these things that you're doing put you on the pathway to praising the Lord once again. So this is Psalm 22. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with me for this, this brief and solo time in the Psalms. If you're in need of a simple Bible reading plan this month, go ahead and spend time on your own tomorrow in Psalm 23. And we'll be back on April 24th looking at Psalm 24. Thanks for listening.